0: $167,000 I'll
1: shuttle for one dance with Domino Can you play any other tune? Something we're making for the
2: Americans It's called a ghetto blaster May I cut in? (laughs)
0: again Sam.
2: it's a charming
1: tune
3: hello and welcome back to the 16th episode of bond music six of the best our ongoing series discussing the bond movie soundtracks i of course am jared Albrick, aka death probe some know me as the yard sale artist and i am here with my best friend and the smartest guy on james bond on the planet alan j porter welcome back
0: alan thank you jared checks in the mail
3: <laughs> you got it you got it
0: <laughs> hey, it's either that or what do i owe you
3: <laughs> so, so we'll talk later <laughs> Well, we are back here for some more six of the best. In case you don't know how the show works, if this is your first time, we want to say welcome to you. You might wonder how this thing goes. I'm going to tell you, I have got the lead on this episode. So I'm going to take us through a discussion of the theme song and then of the soundtrack overall. And of the remaining soundtrack, I'm going to pick three songs, my favorites off this track. And then Alan's going to pick three from what I left behind. And then we're going to have a bonus track. So you end up getting about eight songs. We promise you a good time, no matter what. So this month, we're going to take a stroll through the desert and crack open a couple ice-cold cans of motor oil. We're going to go with the music of Quantum of Solace. As always, we are indebted to Mr. John Burlingame and his awesome book, The Music of Bond. I guess this is the last time we're indebted (laughs) to John Burlingame because this
0: is the last chapter in his book, at least the copy that I have. Same with my copy, so I think we're going to... Uh, it's Panic Stations for Skyfall next month. But. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure something out. Yeah.
3: But you know what? If you don't have a copy of The Music of Bond by John Burlingame, please go pick one up. They are affordable and they are packed full of information. Well laid out. I love that book. All right. With that, let's talk about this music of Quantum of Solace, shall we? As far as the overall soundtrack and score goes i got some factoids for you i did some research because alan makes me do that david arnold linked up with the director mark foster early and received his guidance and it was very different they wanted to score for the characters and situations and the philosophy of the characters instead of on-screen moments so it was a little different and i think that comes through on the soundtrack we'll talk about that momentarily as you know jack white had a heavy hand in doing the theme song, but he had no interest in working with Arnold on that. So not much of that Jack White, Alicia Keys theme song is worked into the score. And Alan and I have talked about
0: that on previous episodes. We like it better when they work together so that the theme can be worked into the score. Correct. And did it say in John's book, I'll, I'll hand on heart, I actually haven't read the chapter the Quantum yet. Did it say why he didn't want to work with David Arnold? It didn't. It
3: just said he didn't want to.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: All I, right. Maybe it was a creative thing. Like I just want my creative folk. I'm guessing. I don't know. Okay. I can tell you that the score has 61 minutes of music. And Arnold himself said it's a more quote ambiguous and unsettling score. And I have to agree with him on that. Arnold's longtime collaborator, Nicholas Dodd returned to orchestrate the music with a 78 piece orchestra. And they did it over seven days. And here's an interesting tidbit. This is my favorite tidbit from the research into the score itself kieran hebden who's known as fortet was tapped for an in-title song but completed it too late so it didn't make the cut and didn't get included although it is available on the itunes soundtrack they added it later on and i do believe i will play that as the outro for today's episode i'll crawl in crawl and it's a good little tune. And like I said, I will play it over the end of the show today.
0: Yeah, I actually wasn't aware of that and i never heard of it until I read your notes in the script. See, I do read the script before the show. Nice. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Oh, uh, you're hinting at something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'd never heard of it before. Obviously, because you know I'm old-fashioned. I do these things with actual CDs and physical. I actually didn't like, download it from iTunes, so I wasn't aware of it. And it's a cool track. An interesting addition to the overall soundtrack.
3: Oh, I like it too. I like it quite a bit. I'm sad it didn't make it in time to be put on the movie, but it's cool that we live in the digital age. So like like you and I don't have it on our CDs, but if you get it on iTunes, they have since added it. So that's kind of neat. And uh, with that, I do want your overall thoughts on the score. Alan, what do you think of this one? It's a bit different, I think.
0: It is a bit different. I do enjoy it. It's a good David Arnold score. It was very interesting what you said about the guidance he got was Scoring for the characters and situations rather than hitting the on-screen action beat moments. I mean, first off, I'm going to defend Quantum of Solace. uh, If you've actually listened to our review show, you'll know that I think this is a very underrated movie. I actually think it's the second best of the Daniel Craig ones. I think it's a great coda to Casino Royale. Not up with Casino Royale, but I think it's a great sort of sequel to it. Uh, Works much better if you watch the two movies almost back to back. I think it's a very underrated movie. While the soundtrack isn't as impactful as the one of Casino Royale, it sort of does work with the movie. It doesn't score, you're right, it doesn't score the action. I was actually listening earlier on to the 00 Files magnum opus on John Barry that they've actually just started putting out on John Barry's early years. And they were talking in that about when Barry first was approached to score a movie, he literally had no idea how to do it and nobody to ask. So he sort of worked out how many beats to the action, the minute there needed to be, and how to match that to the action. So when you think about the Barry scores, they're very much aligned to the action that you actually see on screen. And I think this is probably the first one that sort of veers, maybe apart from the Eric Sarah one, veers away from, <laughs> veers away from that. So it is a little discordant, but when you actually listen to the soundtrack on its own, it's a really good, strong score, I think, even if it doesn't sort of match the on-screen action. But I think it does add to the feeling of the movie. I was pleasantly surprised re-listening to it again. I must admit, when we, it was like, oh, we've got to do Quantum. <laughs> I'm so, I, I've grown to appreciate the movie more. I wonder if I'll appreciate the soundtrack more. And I did. Well, I, I could be in a very similar boat for you because Quantum of
3: Solace, I believe when we did our rank orders on Rookie Agents or Rogue Agents, was my last placed film. But your discussion with Van... On that episode, really did give me a new perspective for it, and I I learned that you're right. If you watch them once. two, so, I, sorry, did, what did you say? I,
0: I can't go back. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> can, can. we just clip that bit of the recording so I can play it for my keep it on my phone and play it for my wife?
3: Let's <laughs> we'll see what
0: we can do. <laughs>
3: but no, I think you're right. If you put the, the two back to back, it's a better movie. My only still remaining complaint about it one of the reasons it's always going to be lower for me on the bond movie scale is I just don't think Mark Foster knows how to film action. It's so jumbly cut. I don't know what's going on. There's the whole scene where he's fighting the guy in the tower and he falls and he's dangling from a rope and gun goes off. And I'm like, did, did bond win? I, I assume since he's, he's on the cover that he won, but <laughs> you know, the boat chase scene makes, still makes no sense to me what he did with the anchor and the chain. I, I don't know. So that will always be my biggest complaint about it. But removing that from it, it is a really good overall movie. I, I do agree. I'm softening on how much I didn't like it in the beginning. And the soundtrack is different. It's easy for me to go back to my Wonder Twins uh, <laughs> example from
0: before. Oh, dear.
3: Oh, dear. I feel like Casino Royale can turn into
0: any animal and Quantum of Solace. Is, it can turn into a bucket of water. <laughs> The Bucket of water is very apt for this movie.
3: <laughs> it is. Uh, I still like it, though, and it definitely had its moments, and we will talk about those shortly when we get into the score. But before we do that, let's get into the title song. A little history on the title song for Quantum of Solace. A lot of original work was built around Amy Winehouse doing the title song. I don't know about you, Alan, but I remember vividly sort of the buzz about Amy Winehouse doing a Bond song. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we were all uh, psyched for that happening. We were. She had such a Bond sound. She had such a Bond voice. And she said yes to it, and she put a little bit of music together for it, like just some chords and things like that. But unfortunately, her struggles with substances prevented her from completing the task. Basically, she just couldn't get back to the Bond people. She was too, uh, too on the decline, which is a shame. So in steps, Jack White. And Jack White is a huge Bond fan. And he actually campaigned for the job. He asked for the job. And he got it. So he got matched up with Alicia Keys. And this one blew my mind. At the time of recording, between Jack White and Alicia Keys, they had 19 Grammy Awards between the two of them. That's like a weekend for Billie Eilish, isn't it? I guess maybe it is, but 19 Grammy Awards between Jack and Alicia.
0: Does it talk about why it was Jack White and Alicia Keys rather than White Stripes, just on their own? All I really picked up from the book was that Jack White and Alicia Keys were
3: already talked about collaborating on something, and I guess this golden opportunity came along, and there you have it. There we go.
0: Seems like a good one.
3: Yeah. They became the first duo song in 007 title song history. Here's an interesting one for you. Jack White's recording of the song was done completely analog by his request he wanted to do everything retro using old school analog recording equipment so that's how you get the sound you get that's cool. on this track all right let's talk about tastes again over in the uk they liked another way to die to the tune of number nine on the charts and here in the us number 81 <laughs> well i'll tell you what at least it's
0: consistent
3: <laughs> it really is. It's like the entirety of the UK is just so hungry for another Bond song. And the US, our Bond audience just isn't as strong.
0: I guess that's a reflection of how deeply into the cultural zeitgeist that Bond is woven in the UK. I mean, you just can't grow up in the UK or exist in the UK without being aware of James Bond. And I think to a large extent over here, it's just another big tentpole movie.
3: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, I can't understand that because Bond is such a part of my life, but I guess I have to think about other people around me. <laughs> you mean like
0: normal people? <laughs>
3: like normal <laughs> Those people we see walking around every day. <laughs> oh, but back to Another Way to Die. The video was nominated for a Grammy. And what I don't have here in my notes that I want to make clear to you, Alan, before I get your thoughts on this song, is this was highly, highly reminiscent of the Die Another Day song, in that there were people who hated it and there were people who really liked it. i mean its video got nominated for a grammy it reached number nine in the uk but there was a lot of music journalism folks that just tore it down in fact one of the quotes i read said something like madonna can relax now she's no longer the worst james bond song phrases like cacophony of noises put together to try to make a bond song came up it's really you know divided so Do you want to get your
0: thoughts on it? Or would you rather listen to it first and then tell me? No, actually, because I'm going to pick up on what you said. I actually think that divided viewpoint is actually my own personal viewpoint, too. I like the opening start. And then, yes, about midway through, to me, it just becomes a jumble. It just becomes a a cacophony of noise partway through. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Not that part, That's yeah, no, talking. but just and the so I, I guess the acoustic banging away on kettle drums or whatever it was uh, and tin pans <laughs> just partway through it doesn't get it. I just think it's overproduced, which is unusual for Jack White, particularly as you said he was doing an uh, acoustic thing. You know, I don't rank it as low as I rank the Madonna song. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's all sort of middle of the pack for me. It, like I say, it's one when I hear the beginning of it, I'm like, oh yeah, I enjoy this, and then it gets halfway through, and I'm like, oh okay, not so much. <laughs> yes. um, so
3: yeah, it's middle of the road for me. Yeah, we're in lockstep agreement on this one. I've got a couple other thoughts on it, but we'll talk about that on the other side of listening to it. So here is Jack White and Alicia Keys singing Another Way to Die. a rule to try not to say nice things about Delvin the Dark Web Williams on podcasts, but I think he might have summed it up best when we discussed this song on the Rogue Agents. He said, it sounds like two really smart kids that got put together to do a school project and then they did it the night before. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that's a pretty good analogy,
0: because they're two really talented people that feel like they did this thing the night before. I know we were talking a bit about this just before we started recording, but while I was doing the look for the cover versions, I found a featurette, which is a a short uh, video piece of them filming the video for this. And they don't come across as being in sync. I don't just mean vocally, but just the body language between them. When you watch that, it just does seem like they're not quite comfortable on this project together, or at least that's the way it came over to me, and I think that's reflected somewhat in the sound
3: here's some snippets from the interviews done on the set of filming the video apologize in advance for the audio quality the source audio wasn't the best but we've done our best to boost it give it a listen
4: the thought came up about myself and jack white combining for the for the bond theme I thought that sounded incredible, especially because I'm a very, very big White Stripes fan. Huge. And I've always wanted us to collaborate. I thought that'd be so interesting and something different and unique to see our two styles Yeah, I would say the bomb theme is totally throughout the song, but in a new way. You know, there's, it's like variations on the theme that you'll hear, especially with the horns and the, and the, and the lines that the horns play, the pianos do, the guitars. It's all kind of like. Um, themed around Bond but in a slick style. So that's what I like about it. It's right. special to me to be a part of the Bond world. You know, it's like its own world. It's its own universe. You know, there's 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 its own planet. There's Earth, there's Mars, there's Venus, there's Bond. <laughs> so so um you know, to be a part of that and join up with that is really incredible. And I have to say, you know, probably my favorite is Shirley Bassey. Her voice is like whew, power, super powerhouse. And so um, I love to be a That's that what's home. cool about myself and Jack combining, you know, it's kind of his dark style that i'm able to join into and then there's my kind of belting strong soulful scatting thing that's over his electric guitar and then i'm scatting over it and harmonies that blare up and so i think there is you know obviously the the power of it and the passion of it it just complements really well with his style so we both were able to throw we our, our uh, mixes in the there and of the create the, of the
2: the opening intro of the, of the new film and uh, that's what really what inspired uh, this video. Right? When I saw, it, you know, I, I talked to Alicia, so, and, and I think we should get the guys who did that you know, right. to, to to direct this. Yeah, which is crazy! This. So, yeah, yeah. she so just has that vibe. You know, it, I think it, you're just sort of imagining that those striking Bond-esque things, the, the silhouettes and the and shadows the, and the desert and the
4: deserts and the sand dunes and you just know you know it's going to be sick behind you i was telling jack I, I got a chance to see the movie and a couple of days ago or so and after you see this insane i mean the movie just starts bang with a crazy car chase and it's just mm-hmm. like and you're like what's going on you're trying to catch up with the car and figure out what's going on it's spinning out of control and things are flying off the edges bananas and then he opens the trunk and this and the and the song starts playing, and it's crazy. And I would just start screaming in the theater. I have to say, I was personally, I was personally excited.
3: Yeah, you may be onto something. I would certainly love to see a duo theme song really work. I mean, again, let's backpedal this a little bit. I don't think this is a bad song. You don't think it's a bad yeah. song? I think we both enjoy it when it comes on. It does kind of fall apart. It feels like they kind of ran out of ideas halfway through, and. Went with whoa, <laughs> you know. I, okay, but I also will say that I like it better. This is one of those ones I like better when I watch it. You have a cool term for this, and I can't remember what it is. But you, when you watch it with the movie, you called it in something on an earlier episode. It was a really classy term, and I can't remember what it was. Well, if it did, I have no idea. What it <laughs> <laughs> you were making it up, and I just bought it apparently. But no, when you watch it with the title credits, I could see why the video got nominated. For a Grammy. Although the video didn't have a ton to do with the movie, as I read. But I think it plays well with the opening
0: credits. While we're talking about theme songs, if you remember when the last episode on Casino Royale, we were talking about the fact that Chris Cornell was worried that he'd have to write a song called Casino Royale. Right. So imagine you actually have to write a song with the title Quantum of Solace as the title of the song. Right. I actually think they missed it going with Jack White and Alicia Keys. They should have gone with British singer, comedian Joe Cornish, who did exactly that. And for me, this is my preferred version of what the Quantum of Solace theme should have sounded like. So do you want to play it, Derek? Absolutely. Let's listen to this. Alan's
3: preferred Quantum of Solace version, ladies and gentlemen, as sung by, who was it, Alan?
0: Joe Cornish, I believe.
2: He's got a gun and great big man tits He's got your ears and tiny trunks Danger to dent, furious
3: I don't know what to say to that, except I love it.
0: That's awesome, isn't it? It just just cracks me up every time I listen to it. (laughs) And you have to watch it with the video, too, if you can. Watch it on YouTube with the video. I I have included it in the playlist, so if you want to watch it with the video.
3: (laughs) Yeah, definitely go do that. That is hilarious, and the video is great. Oh, that's a bit of fun that Alan brought to the show. We appreciate it. With that, let's get to my three picks. All right. I want to start my picks, but I can't seem to find Alan anywhere. Where did he go? I think I hear something in in the trunk of my car. I think he locked himself in there. Anyways.
5: Yeah,
3: it's definitely Alan in in the trunk of my car. I I think he's telling me I should call it the boot. I don't know. I don't understand. (laughs) But anyways, let's get into my top three picks. My first pick is going to be track number nine off the soundtrack CD. It is Night at the Opera. I find this to be an excellent sneaky Bond tune to accompany one of the most popular scenes in the movie. Even people who aren't big Quantum Souls fans generally like the opera scene. And you got to admit, it's a little tricky to score something like that while you have another song going on with the opera. But hey, let's just listen to David Arnold's solo score during the Night at the Opera.
0: Well, first off, you did it again. This was going to be my number one pick. But yeah. soon as soon as I realized you had the lead, like last time when you realized I'd have the, the last one. Yes, out the track 25 out, on Casino. Out, <laughs> <scenery> <laughs> out, I, knew, I knew when I realized you had the lead for Quantum of Solace that you were going to get The Night of the Opera. I think it seems to be everybody's preferred favorite track on this, this album. And deservedly so. I think it's a really great track. As you said, it's sneaky bond, but actually also the fact that it's laid on top of an actual opera. And it scores probably one of the most memorable scenes, not just in, in this movie, but I actually think it's one of the most, it's certainly one of the most memorable scenes in the Daniel Craig movies, if not of the, the franchise as a whole. Um, I think it's a brilliant scene. So, uh, yeah, I think it's deservedly your, your first pick. And I think the most memorable track on this particular soundtrack album.
3: Excellent. Yeah. when If you like sneaky bomb music, you can't go wrong with that. Well, let's get into my second pick, which is track 14 from the CD. It is called Field Trip. This is a very short track. I did a few of those on our last episode. This is a smooth rendition of the Bond theme, very much in the spirit of John Barry. Let's give a listen to Field Trip. think about that alan
0: well last time i th- said i thought that your first pick for casino rile was the shortest music cue we'd had on the show but i think you just beat that i might have <laughs> they're really close i can't remember which one's longer i think we're going to get into uh, a competition now remember when we had the one is this the shortest
3: <laughs> it's the shortest uh, soundtrack
0: album <laughs> i think we're now going to get into a competition is this the shortest track we played yes. on the uh, on yes. the show but having said that it's a great track uh, i think it, whatever it is 40 odd seconds of pure, as you said, Barry infused David Arnold Bondness. And you can't get much better than that. No, no, not at all.
3: Well, with that, let's get my third and final pick off of this soundtrack. It is track number 19 is called Oil Fields. It goes from ominous, which I know Alan likes, to a very edgy Bond is about to do cool stuff sound to a Bond is doing cool stuff sound. So I like this one because it's one of those that tells a story. It's not 13 minutes long. But uh, let's give it a listen.
0: think, Alan? Well, one, as you said, it's not 13 minutes long. So yeah, I I think it's um it succeeds where that 13 minute track last time didn't. I I lost interest in the 13 minute track. This one I think just encapsulates things in the in the, the right time frame. It it hooked me, it kept me hooked and I listened through to the end and I enjoyed it. I will say the one thing if it didn't have the title I probably wouldn't be able to place it in the movie. It didn't like conjure up pictures of that particular moment in the movie for me. But as a standalone piece, yeah it's okay. I don't think it's brilliant, but it's, I think it's it's OK.
3: I like the way that they brought in the guitars, the edgy guitar, to build that little action tension. Hadn't really heard the use of that sort of electric guitar edginess in a Bond soundtrack before. So I kind of like that. that. That was the selling point of that track for me. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough.
3: And with that, um, you can clearly see that Alan has been removed from the boot, and I think he's ready to go.
0: So what Jared doesn't realize is that I actually have people everywhere. And if they pick up the wrong tracks, they end up in a dumpster. So let's hope they did a good job this time around. And don't confuse anybody with the plot. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) You should be. All right. Track number one is actually going to be track number one. This entitled Time to Get Out. I'm going with that ominous thing again, uh, even though Jared's actually already did it with his last pick. I'm going to do it again. Um, I think it has a quiet, ominous beginning the building string that leads into the uh, frantic action of the latter part of the pre-credit sequence, because as most people probably remember, the pre-credit sequence of Quantum and Solace is actually scored by the noise of the engines and the cars and the, the car chase to start with. And then it's only towards the end of the pre-credit sequence, we actually get some music coming in with Arnold's score. This is really more around the, uh, the foot chase. What was it you said earlier? Jiggly cuts or some other technical yeah, I, term? I made up the term on the spot.
3: <laughs> <Jiggly> <laughs> cut. Jumbly,
0: jumbly cat, jumbly whatever it was. I, I actually think the staccato repetition of this track actually goes with the jumbly cut of the on-screen action, despite what we said earlier about him not actually scoring it to the action. I think it actually works well here. And I think that, and then leading into the Bond theme and the baseline of the Bond theme at the end, which then leads into the, uh, the opening theme and the credit sequence, I think it works really well. I think it's a, it's a great opening piece for this movie. So let's take a listen to Time to Get Out. So, Jared, what's your thoughts on that one?
3: I will agree with you that the music goes well with the scene, because I remember watching that scene and, again, being really into it, like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? It's a lot of action. And that really frenetic, high-energy music goes really well with it. Again, my only part when I couple it with the visuals is, like, I have no idea what's going on, (laughs) but I'm really worried about James Bond. But the music really does sell the moment. So, yeah, you pull that out and you listen to it, and it definitely – Gives you that tense Bond action feel that you want in your Bond movie. So good call.
0: All right. So for my second pick, we're going to go to track 16. I'm actually going to go with Jared's recent trend and actually pick a really short track. This one is called DC-3. This is not actually the DC-3 in the air aerial dogfight bit. This is actually just Bond swapping his car for the beaten up old airplane. So it's a short, cute, has a nice underscore that some... me reminds me of Arnold's work on the Piers Brosnan movies. I think it's really the only time I've sort of picked that up, that carryover from Arnold's work on the Brosnan movies to Arnold's work on the Craig movies is this short clip. So I just like it for that. It makes me smile. It reminds me of Piers Brosnan, who's my favourite poem. So...
3: So what do you think of that, Jared? Timothy Dalton should be your favorite Bond. <laughs> no, i should... got hung
0: up on the wrong detail from before. Yeah. <laughs> I think Timothy Dalton's the best Bond. is my oh, right. no, favorite Bond. Enough. It's fair subtle enough. difference.
3: I'm really glad you brought this track because I remember listening to it, and this was on my list because I listened to the CD, and I jotted down ones that kind of grabbed my attention, and then I re-listened to those to pick my three. And this one was on my original run-through list. I was like, I like it. It's short. It's kind of been my thing lately, except for that 13-minute endeavor. But there was something about it. I was like, what is it about this? And I think you nailed it. It reminds me of a Brosnan film. And that's a really cool pickup that I didn't quite figure out until you said it. So that really cool uh, insight there. Ooh,
0: dear. I think I need to go lie down now. <laughs> this is a big episode for you. And you were told <laughs> you were right. Yeah, that you had a good insight. Yeah. So how can I top that, really? Well, I'm going to go out with one of my favorite ones is Track 7. This was actually, do I make this my first pick or my last pick? But I actually want to go out on this one shoot at Port-au-Prince, or Port-au-Prince, however you pronounce it. The boat chase that Jared can't make head a tail of. Um, Joubly cut. Yeah, Jubbly cuts. Odd things like that. But I think it builds, it's a nice action piece. I think it really mixes Craig's theme, woven in with some rock guitar and some drums. And, and then it sort of moves from that into the more traditional brass and rhythm. And then it sort of comes and culminates into a lush orchestral version of the traditional James Bond theme woven throughout it. So... Uh, yeah, I think it's got a bit of everything, but unlike the theme song, they sort of work together here. So, so uh, let's uh, listen to track seven, "Pursuit at au Prince," and uh, take it from there, Jared. So what do you think of that one?
3: I like it a lot. This was like, if I could have had four picks, this would have been it. In fact, there was a part of me that was like, I really, really like this one. I want to put it in my three. And I thought, I got to leave something good for Alan. So yeah. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to leave this one. And I just know he'll pick it up because it is so good. It has so many different pieces of things that we like in it. So yeah, it does come together rather well. Another fine selection. You could have picked
0: this one if you'd have left me "Night at the Opera."
3: Yeah, that's
0: possible, I guess. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so,
0: so that's it from me with my picks, and it's—I guess—it's time for me to get back into the boot, trunk, whatever. I'm past the. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, no, don't get in there because I'm going to have a question for you at the end of this
0: one. Okay. All right. So back to Jared for his uh, bonus track.
3: Yeah, I cheated on the bonus track a little bit again this time. I did this in a previous episode. I think it was Tomorrow Never Dies. And I have selected a Quantum of Solace track from Quantum of Solace, the video game. This is the title song used on the Quantum of Solace video game. I don't think the game makers had the rights to use the Jack White and Alicia Keys version. So they had a completely new song made for the game. And the song is called... When Nobody Loves You, and it's by Carly, Or it could be Curly, but that sounds like one of the stooges. So I'm gonna go with Carly. <laughs> so let's give a listen to basically the alternate version of a Quantum of Solace theme song called When Nobody Loves You by Carly. <laughs> So we're back from that. And I promised Alan, I'd have a question from him. I want his thoughts on the song, but I learned in my research when I put this together, that this is really divisive. There's a lot of bond fans that like this
0: song better than another
3: way to die. I wish it had been in the movie, Alan, your
0: thoughts. So when you first sent me the link, I sort of put it on and it was on YouTube and it was on the background and I wasn't watching the video. I was just listening to it in the background. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's got the traditional bond stuff in there. It's, it's cool and then i watched it with the video i don't know if it was the, the same video but whatever over the quantum Solis credits oh boy it fits the quantum of solace <laughs> credits perfectly it did a good job yeah <laughs> even down to the, the the heavy thump of the as the bullet comes out of the gun and stuff it's like wow it's timed i don't know whether that was whoever put that edited that video together or that's the way it was written because I don't play the video games. I've never seen it sort of in situ within the, you know. where That's it was- the phrase, in situ.
3: I knew <laughs> that was a cool phrase. That was it.
0: So it really took me by surprise when I watched it with the video as to how well it fits. Yeah, I think it would have worked as well or better than the, what we got.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'm legitimately on the fence about it. I kind of liked them both. I lean maybe a little bit more towards When Nobody Loves You for the video game track, but I have to ask myself, am I just doing that because it's kind of new and fresh to me? I don't know, but I really enjoy
0: the song though. So I'm glad Super. you like it. I did. I need to listen to it ag- again without the, vi- the visuals and see if it stays with me, if that makes sense. Because the last Doesn't time I looked at the last couple of times I've looked at it, it's been with the, with the Quantum of Solace opening credits visuals on it. So, and I think it really works with that. So I just need to listen to it as a song, I guess, to see if it works. But what I want to know, if this one is by Curly, does that mean Larry's going to do a video game version for Skyfall and Moe's going to do one for Spectre?
3: Yes, that's what I'm hoping.
0: Okay, awesome. <laughs> oh, goodness.
3: I can't get it off. All right. So let us know what you think. Do you like when nobody loves you better than Another Way to Die? You can let us know on Twitter at OHMSpod. And from here, I give it back to Alan to talk about, you know, these weird covers that we find out there.
0: Yeah, as uh, Jared mentioned, I put together the usual playlist of covers on YouTube this month. Again, like last month, it's made a lot of straight rock versions. Uh, there's not that many people doing weird and interesting things with this song, which is considering how it sort of works. because I don't know. It just seems strange to me. I did find a, a piano version. Actually, the one I really like is a cool version by a band called Color the Atlas. They did this a warm-up between recording tracks for one of their own albums, and it was just captured in the studio with a video camera. And then playing around. I actually think it's a, I actually prefer their version to the Jack White. At least, I almost version.
3: picked it as my bonus track. <laughs> yeah. I almost picked it as my bonus track that one. And I want to know if you came across another one that I thought was really interesting where there was a version where all the, the musical part, the non-vocals part was almost like a, like a jazz band. It was all trumpets, trombones,
0: clarinets. Yeah, we got that on the list. Yeah, as well. Yeah. I thought that was real interesting too. Yeah. Um, And actually one of my favorites is a piano battle on the German version of the voice talent show um, with two, (laughs) two singers with pianos battling against each other, doing a version of it. So I actually think it would have worked much better as a piano battle than as a duet. It's yeah, yeah, but not quite so many East European talent shows this time. Uh, Where are you at Lithuania? (laughs) Yeah. I say (laughs) Lithuania let me down on this one. But uh so it, it is interesting, actually, that the more we've got to the modern ones, the harder I'm finding it, it is to find really interesting takes on the theme songs. I don't know if that's an indication of the underlying musical capabilities of the theme songs, that they don't adapt that very well, as opposed to the early ones. I don't know. I am finding it harder to find, you know, gregorian choirs doing versions or <laughs>
3: <laughs> well i'll tell you i'll be honest with you that's why i ultimately kind of cheated and used the video game song because i listened to a lot of different versions and it just wasn't that was that different okay but, but it, i i did come close to the what was it called atlas cover color, color the atlas color the atlas yeah i i liked that one was on my list and then the one with the with the basically the woodwinds and the and the brass was on my list but i i decided to step out and go with the video game one but yeah so you just wanted to
0: cheat basically Yep. Okay. If you do want to listen to the uh, the the ones we compiled, I think there's about uh, 10 to a dozen versions on the playlist. You can find the playlist on YouTube. Just search for Bomb Music Six of the Best or Bomb Music Six of the Best, episode 16, and you'll find it. Or the link will be in the show notes below. And with that, we're at the end of this
3: episode of Bomb Music Six of the Best. If you've got a question or comment, you can email us at ohmspod at outlook.com or, of course, comment on Twitter at ohmspod. Don't forget to subscribe to On Her Majesty's Secret podcast on your favorite podcast platform or on your least favorite one. We don't care. Just subscribe. And if you could leave a rating or review, that would be great too. If you want to chat with us personally on social media, I can be found at Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Alan, where can they find you other than the trunk of the car? So you'll confront me? i we <I'll, I'll laughs> get the keys.
0: All right. Go ahead, Alan. Okay. So for Bond-related stuff on Twitter, you can find me at Bond Lexicon and on Tumblr and Instagram at James Bond Lexicon. And by the way, thanks to – I actually posted a picture of the Quantum of Solace album cover and the microphone just before we started recording. And it's already got a ton of likes. So uh, thank you for everybody who liked that on Instagram. So you can find me on Tumblr and Instagram at James Bond Lexicon or you can email me directly at alan at jamesbondlexicon.com and over on the James Bond jamesbondlexicon.online website check out our 007's missions section covering all the movies with plot summaries and links to the related OHMS pod movie reviews, rookie agents as well as these soundtrack review shows and that again is jamesbondlexicon.online and if you actually go over to the blog page this month you will see a sneak preview of the cover of the upcoming James Bond Lexicon book oh As always, we will pass the baton to our White Rocket founder and my soon to be publisher of said book, and OHMS Pod co host and founder, Van Allen Plexico, to thank our generous patrons who support all of our White Rocket endeavors.
1: So just go to www.plexico.net, P L E X I C O.net, or you can just go to patreon.com and search for White Rocket and join up. And it's for as little as a dollar a month you get to be part of the show and we send out we I post things occasionally on the Patreon page of interest and you get previews, you get special deals, special offers and discounts on things that we do, and you sometimes get shows before the uh, the regular audience does. Here are the fine folks who are currently keeping our programs on the air that we owe everything to. Samuel Salvatore and Bart Lindsey, uh, Bradley Blackman, Brian Gray, Chris Usher, Gary Grant, Logan Chilton, Phil Amthor, Richard Stevens, Steve Trawick, Susan Trewick, Tom Anderson, Willie Carden, and Kandian. Are you falling up? Ben Bloodsworth, Clay Henson, Dan Thompson, Daniel Odom. David Evers David Hegler Emmanuel Seaman George Gaston Jacob and Robin Fleming James Greenwell Joel Beckham John Otsuki Catherine England Kevin Smith Mickey B Phil Davis Preston Settle Reynolds Wolf Rich Reimer Steve Harlan Timothy WDE Richie Wes Atkinson William Morgan Wilson Beard Winston Body, Alex Nguyen Blake Heron Boris the Tiger Cato the Barner Chris Hilton Chris Thrash Colby Butler Danny Flack Plus, Daris Benton David Simpson, Di Bama, Earl Ricks, Eric Mahan, Hugh Anderson, Josh Teal, Kevin Kenoy, Kevin Mahan, Lane Middleton, Mike Finley, Papa Todd, Randall Walker, Rob Morgan, Ross, Russell Milling, Shannon Butson, Sarah Hines, Shane Bailey, Snowdog, Stephen Houston, Tim Pittman, Todd Gray, Tony Perry, Auburn Elvis, Ben Amos, Brandon Sisson, Brandon Smith, Chris Camo, Darren Pyle, David Smiley, Donnie Reynolds, Plus, Ivor Evans, James Taylor, Jason Albrecht, John Stubbs, John Zavachin, Joey Miller, Joseph Iliff, Justin Bean, Lawrence Kane, Mark Squire, Matthew Flowers, Mick Vigicana, Nicholas Craig, Patrick Williams, Paul Bankson, Robert Drain, Robert O. Salmon's, Russell Suther, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, that's the truth, Ruth, Spanky, Stephen Thompson, Trevor Johnson, Kenneth Brent Raines, Brant Rumble, and Chris Plus, our one-time and anonymous donors, we thank you all so much. Go to www.plexico.net or just go to www.patreon.com and sign up and join the family.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode. This episode's tracks are from the 2008 Quantum of Solace soundtrack CD. As always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music via official download channels or via CD or vinyl. Please support the Bond creative community. and We will be back with six of the best as we take a shot at the Skyfall soundtrack.
3: Take the bloody shot. I assume that's what the bit you were going for.
0: Yeah, it was actually, yeah. (laughs) Remember. All right, I'll stop asking awkward questions now. Yeah, stop
3: asking questions. Just what's in the notes, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> Not hearing you. I've lost you. Are you on? You look like you're on screen muted. Are you hearing me, Alan? Hello. You frozen, Alan? I was enjoying the the something of Boris music video. Right? <laughs> the something of Boris. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that you're right.